0: You are listening to The Turning Point Podcast, a place to come together to share unique stories that will encourage, uplift, and motivate one another. This is a space where we will absolutely be inspired to become the best versions of ourselves spiritually, mentally, and physically. So if you are ready to take this venture with us, grab a cup of coffee, call a friend, and let's begin. Hey guys, I'm Shelly Rainey and I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of The Turning Point. And if this is your first time tuning in, I want to say welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming along and hanging out with us today. Now, today's chat is going to be a little different than usual because today I want to chat about our kids and I want to specifically talk about the challenges that comes along with virtual learning. That's right. We're gonna talk about this whole homeschooling thing, right? I also wanna share some helpful tips that comes from Dr. Sean Smith, and he's from the University of Kansas. So I'm hoping that these little tips that I share with you today can help us out a little bit because I don't know about you guys, but, this whole virtual learning thing can be a bit frustrating. No worries, because we are going to dive in right after a word from our sponsor. I know I haven't talked about this pandemic much because every day, we hear of all the bad news of how so many people are getting sick and so many people are losing loved ones and they're finding it very difficult to cope. I wanted to share words of encouragement and love and support, but the reality of it is we are in the midst of a pandemic which took all of us by storm and it brought about so many changes in our lives to include the way our children are learning. It's like we are now facing the challenge of having our kids adjust to this new way of learning by way of virtual schooling. When the changes initially hit with the kids having to begin online learning at the end of the last school year, it was quite an adjustment for my daughter. I watched how initially she was okay with everything, but at the same time, I watched her become really sad and by all of the new changes and not being able to interact face-to-face with her friends or family members. Also watching her try to process the whole, I guess, idea of the pandemic. You know, she even says to me now, Mommy, this is unbelievable. I just can't believe that life has changed so much. And I watched her struggle with that. Now, she's the only child living in the house and my husband and I did everything we could to prevent the feeling of loneliness and depression. We always had some sort of activity, whether it was a baking contest, watching movies, playing video games, and all of those wonderful things. But let me just tell you, she kept us on our toes. But we wanted to try to keep her in a positive mental space. We even bought her a puppy to keep her company as well. It was like a way of rewarding her for her perseverance, her determination, and her continued hard work in school. And she achieved straight A's. But we also knew that having a puppy would be a great emotional support for. Also, to be honest, he was a great emotional support for my husband and I as well. <laughs> oh, wow, but as time went on, she really began to miss her friends. She missed the extracurricular activities and just the whole experience of high school in general. And she would often say to me, mommy, This was my freshman year, my first year of high school. And I only had the chance to attend half a year. And so this year, she's really trying really, really hard. And she even attempted to join a couple of clubs and things like that to get more involved. But I can tell she's still a little discouraged and she's so ready things to go back to the way that they used to be. And I told her, it might take some time, you know, and I know it's difficult and I know it's challenging, but we'll get through this together. And although I say those things to her, sometimes I can see that it makes her feel better, but others, not so much. Now that we're in a new school year, I mean, her classes are a lot more challenging because she's taken a lot of advanced courses and the workload is pretty heavy. And it's a pretty tough adjustment for her to balance this heavy workload. Try to engage in online extracurricular activities. And still remain in a positive space where she's upbeat. And for the most part, that's the case. But sometimes discouragement sets in and I watched her frustration just yesterday and she was having technical issues and I believe the entire computer shut down right when she was in the midst of finishing up her quarterly exam. And she freaked out. And I'm like, okay, let's just get it back online. Let's just figure out what's going on. Well, needless to say, she didn't get back into the computer that day. She had to wait, you know, until the next day. And she was so nervous because she hadn't heard anything from her instructor. And she wasn't so sure that he would allow her to actually finish the exam. So She's faced a lot, a lot of challenges. And you know, during this current school year, I have paid close attention and spoken to quite a few people about their virtual learning experience. And this adjustment is not only tough on the kids, but it's tough on the teachers and the parents as well. I don't know how many teachers are experiencing the same difficulty But from what I hear, the instructors are having to navigate through technical difficulties, keeping the students engaged and interested in various lessons, all the while adjusting to this new way of teaching after having taught in a classroom setting for most of their teaching careers. Now, the students, they are all on different levels, and their challenges are quite different depending upon the age of the child or whatever stage they're in, whether they're in elementary school, middle school, or high school. Again, the challenges may vary. Now, our little ones might find it to be a little more difficult to stay on task without getting distracted because they are now learning in the same atmosphere where they're used to relaxing and having fun. Now, on the other hand, The preteens and teens face the challenge of feeling frustrated due to separation from the classroom, and they no longer have the opportunity to interact face-to-face with their teachers and friends. They also worry about the effects of this whole pandemic. Now, if your preteen or teen is anything like mine, before this pandemic, her schedule was packed with so many different extracurricular activities like basketball, dance, JROTC, and that's just to name a few. And these extracurricular activities served as outlets for our kids. And then all of a sudden, everything came to a halt. Now, unfortunately, this pandemic is reinforcing electronic communication because there isn't much more that they can do to be able to interact with their friends or family members. And we all know prolonged time spent on these devices aren't healthy for our kids. But all of these challenges and changes put our teens at a greater risk for depression and anxiety. And we as parents, we have to continuously tune in to our teens and our preteens just to kind of sort of do an emotional and mental check and just to make sure that they are in fact, okay. You know, for me with my daughter, I'll ask her, okay, so where are you today? What's your number today? You know, are you at a two or three feeling kind of low? Are you somewhere in between like, eh, it's just okay. Or are you like really doing great at like a nine or 10? And, If Once she tells me where she is, I always ask why. And this gives her the opportunity to just share. And then whatever concern she has, she gets it out. But I know that we as parents, we face many challenges with this entire virtual learning as well. Because some of us have this huge change in our schedule all of a sudden where we're having to sit at the computer all day, especially if you have small kids and we're balancing household responsibilities, working from home and teaching. It's, it's crazy. And another thing is the challenge of establishing the daily routines and remaining consistent and reinforcing the wake up and bedtimes. It's, it's, it's crazy. But I know in all of that, one of the Biggest challenges that we face is just trying to keep the kids focused on their schoolwork instead of using their phones, tablets, or computers for playing games or scrolling social media or just texting their friends. And keeping the little ones focused on their schoolwork throughout the day can be a bit much as well. I mean, having them sit at the computer all day, and I know they get little breaks in between. But I know the hardest challenge probably is after that first break because, you know, they get a chance to go back in their rooms or go and run around and go in the kitchen, grab something to eat. And in their minds, okay, it's playtime. But then you have to get them back into the frame of mind. Okay, this was a short break. Now back to school. And I know that that's tough. So because of all of the frustration and all of the anxiety and things that my daughter was going through, I decided to do a little research because I wanted to be able to not only offer encouragement, but I wanted to ensure that we were doing all of the things we needed to do in order to make her online learning experience a successful one. So I did a little research and I wanted to share it with you guys. And the research I did um, was an article that I found from Dr. Sean J. Smith. And he's a professor at the University of Kansas. And he gave several tips and I'm gonna just share a few of them. And these tips are basically the basis for a more successful online experience. And number one, he says, create a learning space. So they should have their own little learning space and it should be quiet and clutter free. Now he gives reasons as to why it should be quiet and clutter free. He says a quiet area helps the kids to concentrate more and reducing the clutter, it helps the kids to be able to focus. So if they have a neat and clean area, you'll realize that they won't have anything in front of them that will distract them. So I thought that was a great idea. And of course, we already dotted that item. Now, the second one was make a schedule and stick to it. It's all about consistency. Now, I know schools have made this easier for the parents because it's live teaching. So a schedule actually has been put in place for the students during the day. However, we also need a schedule in place that's going to carry us through till bedtime because you want to designate a time for them to just relax. You want to designate a time for them to study. We want to designate a time, you know, I guess maybe for a little TV, dinner, whatever you guys do to get your child in the mode to like, um, let's say, wind down. Now, number three, he says reduce Distractions. That's the big one. Because think about it: the kids, they're at home, right? They're at home. They have the video games, the computer games, social media, cell phones, TV, toys, pets, and these are all just to name a few. But they're all distractions when they're trying to sit at the computer and focus on their schoolwork. And if we really think about it, our homes have a lot of distractions anyway. But Dr. Smith says we should find ways to limit the distraction during learning time. Number four, he says, use a calendar and color code it. It's important for our kids to stay on top of school deadlines, you know, with their homework and different classwork assignments and all of those things. But this calendar and having it color coded and everything this will help them to stay organized. Organization is the key. So we should post a calendar and mark it with whatever assignments are due, whatever tasks they have before them. This way they'll know ahead of time, okay, so in a couple of days, I have to make sure I finish my homework for this assignment or finish that assignment. But he also adds that it would be a great visual organizer as well. You know, and color coding it makes it a lot of fun. And I used to use like different types of stickers, way to go, great work, because even though this wasn't an article, but I believe in the positive affirmations. You know, for my daughter, what I do, you know, I would stick little, you know, post-it notes around that says, you got this. Think about it, don't stress, one assignment at a time, Keep up the good work. You're so smart. I just, it's like a little reminders for her. And so when you have that calendar, you know, you can have the little stickers that says, good work, great job, you know. And the kids will love it. They get excited about those things. Now, the final tip that Dr. Smith gave was that kids should get plenty of exercise. He says, exercise helps us all to think better. And when our kids are moving and grooving, their problem solving and their memory and their attention, it actually improves. So most of all, he also said physical activity is a natural way to reduce stress and prevent anxiety. Now, this is good for our teens, right? And he adds that when we get our heart rate up, it's a positive impact on how we think. Now, I want to also add to that They should also get proper rest and have a healthy, balanced diet to include vitamins. And I mean, these are little tips that I know that will kind of sort of help along the way. I know it's not a total answer for it all, but it might make things just a little bit easier. Now, I know I could not have possibly covered All of the tips that are working, right? And I know you guys are doing some things with your kids that are really, really working for you. And they could probably work for me too. So I want you to do me a favor. If you can just head on over to my brand new Instagram, the Turning Point Podcast, and I'm going to put up a post and I just want to continue this conversation. And please share what's working for you because. We're all in the same situation with this online learning, and we're all trying to do the very best that we can. I'll tell you, it's not for the faint at heart, but we can get through this together. I know we can. Well, I appreciate all of you tuning in for yet another episode. And I hope something was said that will encourage you to be able to navigate through this virtual learning because <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty tough. But like I said, we'll get through it. Thank you so much for listening to the Turning Point podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, we would love to hear from you. So please head over to ShellyRainey.net to participate in our episode discussions. Until next time.